Hi again, everyone. Welcome back to Political Junkies, the podcast for those hooked on politics. Joining me once again, Las Vegas nightlife queen, the voice of reason. And she came in here really well dressed today, so I'm going to add a the lovely Kalika Moquin. And then, can I say that? Are you not offended by I'm that? Not, I'm not offended. You are aware I'm, that some I'm would be like offended that. by that. Yeah, we can get into that later. We'll get into that later, <laughs> but some would be like, uh, we noticed how you look. Like when you walked in here, all the guys are like, "Oh wow, what are you? Are you going somewhere?" And you came here, and we didn't. None of us, all the men in here, we didn't seem worthy of your wardrobe. <laughs> um, so we commented on it, but some out there would be like, "Wow, don't make a comment." Uh, and guesting with us today, he's another big Vegas uh, personality. He, I don't know his politics, but he's going. They seem a little complicated, and he's going to lay them all out for us very carefully. Joe Moss, how are you? Great. Thanks for having me on the show. And, and when you walked in here, I said, "What are you?" And you're like, "I'm an independent." And I said, "Everybody says that until we start scratching at the surface, and then we get back to your history. It's a little elaborate. It's not oh, an yeah. easy answer." Yeah, I'll give you the whole history. Give me the whole we'll, history. We'll go through it. You Let's want me to go through it right now? Yes, yeah, go through it right now. Well, my, my history starts out uh, of voting age. I was voting for Bush. 2000, I voted for Bush. Came from sort of a Republican family. Uh, and you voted for Bush where? What state were you in? Minnesota. Was Ventura the governor then? Ventura was the governor then, I believe, or Arnie Carlson. Yeah, it's a complicated state. Yeah, I, you know, back when I was 18, I had Al, to think back. Al exactly. Franken, you got you know, some weird think things there. Ventura might have been later on. Okay. No, you know, I think you're right. 98, 99 with Ventura. Okay. And then I voted Bush again in 2004, just kind of aloof to politics, you know, just a college student. Uh, 2008, I voted for Obama. I think most everybody I knew voted for Obama. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, he was a very well-spoken, very polished guy. Mm -hmm. That's all I needed at that time. I wasn't very involved with politics. Uh, I liked his policies from what I heard. Against, and he was against McCain at that time. He was against time. McCain. I viewed McCain as just Palin. kind of this old person, and I viewed... Sarah Palin is just kind of this crazy person. And... Just another person who is like a <laughs> yeah. lot of people in Minnesota that yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of hunters and things. Yep. 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 Um, and then uh, after that point is kind of when I've started to take an interest in politics and started to dive really deep into it. Because after I had voted Obama, I felt like I didn't see much change and there was so much talk about change. So that's when I took an interest in it. I was getting older. I was getting to be about 28, 30 years old. Oh, old man. So, you know, you, your mind starts to work in different ways, you know? Yep. And then I, I after my done my research, I had voted for Ron Paul in 2012. Uh, you know, I considered myself an independent from that point forward. Mm -hmm. 2016, I didn't vote for Trump. My, my view of Trump was just kind of this obnoxious, rich guy. Uh, I, I saw him in... He had Hillary at his wedding, and I'm looking at these people like they're all in some sort of club together. You know what I mean? The mm -hmm. visual yeah. of that. He had said that he was a Democrat for a while. Then all of a sudden he's a Republican, and I'm just like, what is this guy? You know what I mean? Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. So I voted Gary Johnson. I was independent. I, w I wanted something different. I was And Gary Johnson liberal. was a libertarian? He's a libertarian. Uh -huh. But, you know, he was very liberal on certain things, you know, as far as the drug war he's like you know just let's stop this with the drug war do your drugs you know <laughs> i'm i'm like socially liberal uh-huh but on other things i'm conservative yeah you know so 
Now, when it comes to Trump, I think over the last two or three years, I've really had sort of an awakening of sorts. Mm -hmm. I view him in a different light. I still think he's a terrible speaker. Yeah. I, th I think the guy's a terrible speaker. I just, it's hard. He like, wants to, to be watch a comedian. He, want, he's, I he think wants he, the laughs. He is funny in some respects. <laughs> I mean, he is funny, but if you sit and watch him just speak off the cuff yeah. at one of these press conferences that we've all been watching throughout this whole ordeal. Yes. It's like, it's just painful sometimes. He wants sometimes to get a it's funny, but sometimes he just repeats himself yeah. and he's, he's just, but. I, I think I understand it on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. I look past just the surface stuff, whereas I don't think I did when I was younger. So that's where I'm at now. I'm, I'm voting Trump in 2020. He came out. I came out. <laughs> I came out so that, is, that, I, that is an unusual path in that um, a, a lot of, very few people went, I've heard people who are like, I voted Hillary lost last time around and now I'm voting Trump. Mm -hmm. uh, or I voted Trump last time around, and then, yeah, you're one of them. But the independent that has, like, I'm not on either side of it and came around to Trump is a little more unusual. Yeah, I would say. And you like that, COVID aside, you like the job he was doing before. Trump's job? Yeah, the job he was doing before, or where the country was at pre-COVID, or even, you know, I'm maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but I think you have to sort of throw out a lot of the last six months in terms of, you can assess the last six months however you want. I think you also have to assess the first three years Absolutely. however you yeah. want. To some people, those are the same things. To some people, those are not. You know, I don't know. You're somebody who went Hillary Trump. Wow. Yeah, I was very, very anti-Trump for up until this whole COVID thing happened, actually. So So the COVID brought you around. Mm -hmm. The noise of the... Of the well, I think a lot of um, the way I felt the left treated people with different opinions, what was kind of the first really big red flag for me. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think going into the riots and the hypocrisy mm -hmm. um, of the left, or the protest, you know, I had people who were telling me when I was at the swimming pool a week earlier that I was putting lives at risk for being at a pool with five of my friends when I, I actually had a mask on too. And then these same people who are telling me that are out in downtown Los Angeles with 60,000 people a week later to protest. I know. And, and then if I say something to them like, hey, weren't you telling me that I was putting lives at risk? Like, they're like, well, you are selfish and you want to be at a pool party and we're, we're doing it for, for this reason. It doesn't matter why you're doing it. It's. It... I would love to go to your protest pool party. That's what you just have to have. <laughs> we're having a protest at my house. Yeah. We're going to have burgers and come on over. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's hypocritical. But, you're, but so. that's interesting. And that's sort of what I want to get into is your journeys on it. Because I was like, where did we come to this angry place? As we record this now, we are in the middle of some early uh, testimony for Amy Coney, Coney Barrett, who's going to be... Um, probably um, confirmed as a Supreme Court justice. If she was um, put up for nomination 20 years ago or 30 years ago, she probably would get 75 votes or something like that. Because, and then I checked on that. I went and I looked back at our, at our confirmation hearings. The, the ones that the Democrats put, and this goes back, I'm gonna, I went back to like Ford, mm -hmm. for, uh, you know, so 35 years. The ones that the the Democrats put up for nomination always got in, and they always got in fairly easily. Now, you can say that, well, maybe they didn't have such extreme opinions, so it's a little easier to put it in. That's fine. But even the ones that, that uh, George Bush put in and his dad put in and Reagan put in, other than um, 
Bork, which was a weird, famous one who did not get in, they usually got in fairly easily. Now the idea that whichever um, either Obama had put in or now Trump nominates is, oh my God, we have 51, we have 52. It is so politicized based on nobody is voting outside of their um, party lines. It's like, how did we get to this angry place? And I think it started with the idea that the 2000 election was seen as not legitimate because it did go to the courts and a lot of people thought George Bush Sr. was not legitimate. And then as that went on, a lot of people thought Obama wasn't legitimate because mm -hmm. the birther thing and Trump has never been seen as legitimate and whoever the next one is is not going to be seen as legitimate. And that is th this ramping up of this anger has so increased the last 20 years. It used to be 20 years, 30 years, 40 years ago. You couldn't really tell the difference between a Democrat or Republican on a lot of levels because, like you said, I am this on some things and I am this on some things. A lot of the the traditional evangelical crowd back in the day was Democrats. A lot of Southerners were Republicans, like or, or, or were were Democrats, and a lot of Northerners were. You know, California was a Republican state for a long, long time. Everything is sort of switched in a way that I think until one side doesn't necessarily win, but the other side just loses so badly that they're going to have to start over. And maybe when we start over, we will have three parties. Maybe that will split into two and it'll be one, two, three, or one, two, three, four. I think that's the only way out of this is if we get to what you said, you know, not a libertarian thing, but just one party turns into two distinct parties. I think that's the only way out of the anger. Thought? I think we're very divided. I think the reasons that we are very divided have a lot to do with the media, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think uh, part of my process and my journey through all this has been coming to that realization that the media has really driven a lot of anger. And a lot of their lies lead people to a paradigm that's false. They're living in a false world. For example, a lot of people, it's, you see this argument on Facebook every single day. Whenever you post something about Trump, it's like they, they instantly just go towards he's a racist. Mm -hmm. he, he doesn't denounce the KKK. But and how do they arrive at that? That you know, you Just start with the, the most basic of claims. The basic, basic claim is Charlottesville. Mm -hmm. Now, just take what the media did there. They mm -hmm. took part of his speech. They ran the edit where he says there's very fine people on both sides clipped out whatever context it was in mm -hmm. and ran with it. And it's everywhere, all over the world. Yeah. And it's it, they control these main traffic lanes of information. They control social media. They control the regular media. And it's hard for people to get through with the truth because if you say, well, actually, here's the clip where he says, and I'm not talking about the white supremacists or the KKK, yeah. they should be denounced totally and they'll say you're defending him and they'll right. call you a and racist what, and what i say is this so so uh, the racist thing you could make an argument for basically because he's the mexican thing and if you want to go back to his real estate career there's some shaky stuff on writing to black people back in the day what i don't like is suddenly they say every minority is going to says he's against us so they're going to say 
he's anti-Semitic. Well, no, he's not. If you go to Israel, they fucking love Trump. He's got Jewish grandchildren. His daughter-in-law converted to, she's Orthodox Jewish, whatever. There's really no evidence that he's anti-Semitic. Then they're like, well, he's anti-LGBTQ. Uh, he, he's anti-gay. There's really no evidence of that either. Yeah. So exactly what you said is once a narrative gets played that he is somehow some uh, against and he's, you know, you can make an argument uh, that he does offensive things to women, but he also hires a shitload of women to run his country, his companies. Mm -hmm. uh, he, you know, starting from Ivana back in the day, he doesn't, you know, um, people are like, oh, look at who he hired. He hired uh, uh, Kaylee McEnany. She's pretty. He does That's why hire she has a lot the of job. women for yeah. He does, but yeah. he doesn't always hire hot women. Yeah. Sometimes he does. Hope Hicks, she's fucking hot and she's great. Sometimes he hires hot women, and sometimes he hires not hot women. And he still gives women a lot of power, but because he also wants to have sex with a lot of other women, because there's no evidence in the history of Trump outside of his um, groping at pageant people that he ever hit on anybody he worked with. There really isn't any sexual harassment yeah. stuff against right. Trump. So, again, I'm not trying to defend him on that, but when you say every possible category, he's anti this, he's anti then I think you're just listening to something and not doing what you're saying, that you parse, well, let me see what happened here in Charlottesville and see if I can make my own decision on that. And then we can sort of break down, yeah. which people don't do that anymore. It's this, you were either on this side or you were on that side. And I think the only way that's going to change is if one side loses if trump had won he still might win but i think pre-covid i think he would have won this and i think what that would have done is the left would have been so defeated that they would have been like we really fucked this up and they would have splintered into two parties the progressives would have gone this way and the ones who want to go to the middle go this way if trump loses i think that's going to be the same thing especially if they lose the senate it's going to be the, the real right wing of the party here, another thing party. So I think that is how we get off the left versus right is there's going to be three, but it's not going to be the third who were not happy with either party coming in. Mm. It's not going to be the third party that was, I didn't like either one. It's going to be one of the parties going to break into two and one of those is going to have to build back up. Yeah, I, mean, I think that they, the left kind of blew their shot with nominating Biden I, I think they could have, you know, they've had four Not years. If they win. They've had four years to prepare for the right candidates. And, you know, this guy can't even campaign correctly. I think a lot of, and that's a good point. I think a lot of the right candidates just did not want any part of dealing with the Trump stuff. You don't want the nickname, you don't want to be Sleepy Joe or, or uh, Low Energy Jeb. You don't want to be saddled with that. You I don't mean, they want could to have be found Obama 2.0 or something. Right. <laughs> I, they, but it was hard. Like somebody who had a real aspiring um, political career, a lot of them were like, I'm just going to wait Brian, you could have ran. I know. You know I could have <laughs> taken the crap. But a lot of people were like, I don't want to get involved in this. I will wait for you. So I think a lot of the talent sat out. Um, and then that's why you were left with sort of, I don't give a shit. This is my last shot. Bernie, Warren, Biden, that they're like, I don't have another shot. So I get it. Trump probably scared away a lot of people because everybody saw what he did to the batch of Republicans last mm -hmm. time around. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't want to be, um, you know, crazy Nancy. And I don't want to <laughs> be Lion Ted. And I don't want that. I, I, I can see how that's not appealing, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, with Joe Biden, I think it was brand recognition with Obama. He's associated with Obama. People know that name. Uh, I can't figure it out either, though, aside from that, because I don't think he has any 
ability right now. Yeah. I think I honestly think, and I wonder if his cognition just isn't there. As a matter of fact, I think the the doctor for Obama just came out today and said he believes that he is not there cognitively. So. Which is why I don't understand the Trump campaign doesn't do a better job of saying it's either me or Kamala. Because that's what it is. That Let, is what it is. Honest, yeah. I don't know why they don't openly go down that road. I think they have been. If you, if you follow them really close, they've been saying a lot of that. Absolutely, they've been saying a lot of that. I think Trump should just sit in the debate. Say, I don't even know yeah. why you're here. We all know that you're not going to be here. To, like, just go right in on that and paint the picture of what a Kamala... Like, so he's dabbled in it. He's tweeted on it. Pence didn't really say it. Like, it's sort of bad form, especially now that he got COVID and he might have died himself. That was probably a, a bad thing to go to. But I think if he painted that picture, a lot of people, both sides of it, are not crazy about her. She got... No votes when she in ran primaries. in the primary. No. The black vote didn't come out for her. The white vote, the women vote, nobody liked her. That's the weirdest part about all this is because they didn't really like Biden that much. Even <laughs> if you talk to these people, you try and get engaged in conversation on, in social media, they don't like Biden. All they know is they hate Trump. Right. Yeah. They just hate the guy. And I have felt all along that people won't turn out to vote against somebody. Usually they need to vote for somebody. Yeah, you really want to have passion for who you're voting right. for and I feel think good about it. This is, Obama had the passion. Yes. I think it is flipped because I think they have done uh, a good job of getting the vote out to the people who didn't vote last time. Now, I say that if you add up all the primary votes pre-COVID, pre-shutdown for this time, they didn't have as many Democratic primary votes if you added them all up than they did just for Hillary and Bernie Last time around. Which should be an indicator. That should be an indicator. When you see the rallies, um, yeah. there's nobody going out for Biden. Yeah. yeah. Or just but, the social media, how many people follow Biden compared to follow Trump. Perhaps. I agree. But some um, some Democrats will follow Trump just to see what crazy shit he might say. I don't think any random Republican is going to follow Biden. Oh, so I don't know if I trust profile. that either. <laughs> but then you see the, the early voting totals... I can't imagine those aren't Democrats, but I could be wrong. Aren't, when you think of the early vote, the people like, I cannot wait to vote, are voting Biden or they're being pushed to vote Biden. And those are so far, I think, weighted because of where they're coming from. They're coming from real, you know, Democratic districts. That might be too hard, too high a hill to overcome. But I don't know. You know, it's tough read. What we got into a little bit on our last episode here was if Biden wins... I do believe it will calm the country down. I just do. Because I don't think he will do anything. I, I don't think he'll do much of anything. He doesn't have a plan, really. So he's not going to come and do anything radical. He's not I, I think that <laughs> not doing anything will at least, um, and he won't say much, and we won't see him much. I think it'll put our politics a little bit, uh, sorry for this show, in the background <laughs> uh, uh, hair. But I bring that up. A lot of people's like, no, you're wrong. People are going to freak out on e either way i think if biden wins your show will be highly highly rated because <laughs> i think what's going to happen is there if you the part of the reason i'm so passionate about what i'm doing right now uh is because i can see what's going on not only here but throughout the whole world and uh, if you look at australia the lockdowns that are going there mm -hmm. it's unbelievable what's happening to these people yeah. the united kingdom spain ireland i can go on and on and on yeah not but sweden. there's 
but not Sweden. <laughs> there is some crazy stuff going on right now, and I and Biden has given the indication that he subscribes to that same process. Yeah. So I think if Biden wins, let's just say hypothetically Biden wins by a lot, and he implements lockdowns, national mass mandates like he's talked about, and puts more people out of business, I, th I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see a civil war. I think there's a potential for a civil war over this election straight away, though. From my research, what's going on right now is unbelievable because I can see the scripting behind all of it. There's something called the Transition Integrity Project. Have you heard of this? I have not. So this is John Podesta, David Frum from The Atlantic. Mm -hmm. David Frum comes from the Bush administration. Mm -hmm. um, a Soros operative, we'll, we'll call her. And basically they have a war game scenario that they've been going over. They've been working with the New York Times on this. There was a story like August 2nd in the New York Times about this. And part of their scenarios are if this happens, then we do this. If this happens. Mm -hmm. But one of the most frightening scenarios is they are calling for a street fight, not a political fight, if Trump wins. They're calling for a street fight. Okay. So they're calling for people to be out in the streets causing chaos. chaos. Mm -hmm. they're call, they're, they have their lawyers lined up ready to go with the mail-in ballot scenario. Because mm -hmm. I think there's going to be mail-in ballot uh, just, you know, issues throughout the country. So you think it won't be, you think it'll be close enough that we won't know who to win and the ballot issue is going to come in and it's going to get court or whatever. It's not going to be a landslide either way that you could just be like, oh. I wasn't even close. I personally think Trump is going to have a fairly decisive win. You think he's going to win? I think he's going to win on election night. And that's kind of been the narrative that's being put out in the media as well. Axios did a piece on this. Mm -hmm. They're going to say, here's what happens. Don't worry, though. Trump is going to win. It's going to look like he has a landslide win on election night. Hillary has already said, Joe Biden, do not concede under any right. circumstances. Right. She did say Absolutely, that. do not concede. Mm -hmm. He will not concede under any circumstances. So we're going to go days, it'll turn into weeks, and it'll probably turn into months. Right. And so many people are going to be so upset because we're going to be sitting in this not knowing what really happened. And the social media giants have already indicated which side they're on. Yeah. They're on Joe Biden's side. And they said that they're putting out messages saying, you know, if you suggest that the election is fraudulent we're going to censor that yeah. information mm -hmm. they're already censoring information they're censoring information from trump it. already so i think what's going to happen is trump will win either big or you know a step below that he'll be ahead on november 3rd but close enough to where they're going to go into the battleground states pennsylvania mm -hmm. wisconsin florida michigan ohio mm -hmm. And they're going to say, well, we have to count these mail-in ballots. And they've extended the election, uh, the acceptance of these ballots, 10 days, weeks. Yeah, yeah. Two, two weeks. So what they're going to do is they're going to say, where do we need votes? Where do we need the votes, guys? Yeah. Tell, me, tell me the counties that we need the votes in. Okay. So say that happens and say Biden wins. Do you think that people are going to be riled up enough over Biden? I can see where they were riled up over if it was like Bernie. I think what... Or most people deep down, I don't believe the Republicans are that afraid of Biden because he has a 47-year track record of being sort of in the middle. Well, I think what's going to happen is 
the, the left, I don't think they care about Biden. They just don't. I don't think they care about Biden. They just I'm care wondering about if the right get, cares about out. Biden enough to be mad. Oh, well, I think the right cares enough to know they don't want to go back into lockdowns. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Straight away, that's number one. They don't want to go back into lockdowns because we've suffer, yeah. we've suffered through enough. Yeah. But I fear that what they're going to do is say Biden won and social media will silence anybody trying to say, hey, look, here's the proof. This is not accurate. This is fraudulent. They're just going to censor that. They're going to take down Trump. Mm -hmm. uh, or, and this is right in the war game scenario from the Transition Integrity Project, mm -hmm. or they're going to extend it all the way to January 20th, mm -hmm. and Pelosi is going to say, well, we have to do a vote in the House if you look at the Constitution now. Yeah. So because we're in so much chaos, the only thing we can do is vote in the House. <laughs> yeah, no, I And agree. the House has the majority. I think it's going to get What I think about that, and you bring up civil war, and, and London has been on this podcast, brings up civil war. I think that what would happen if, is if you tried again to relock things down, like as you say, like now they're talking about doing it again in London, and they're talking about doing it again in New York, whatever. Florida will never lock down again. No. Texas will Florida. never lock down. Yeah. And then no. you're going to see a real split in between because the federal government really does not have the power to lock anybody down. They absolutely don't have the power to do a mask mandate, but a lot of people don't understand that they don't, and a lot of the Democrats will fall in line with whatever the presidents say, the Democratic governors. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a real split, because early on when, when COVID started back in March, April, March, April, May, everybody went along with it for a little while, which... You know, I don't understand, like, Trump didn't take it seriously. We're all fucking locked down for a while, but everywhere. People mm. that still swear we're in this position because of Trump, and it's like, that's yeah, not... That's, that's five other shows. Yeah. I get with that. But there's going to be some... Like, DeSantis came out and said that. He's like, we will never lock down again. We understand this now. It's never going to get to that point. You can pretend all you want about that. Um... But I think that the only thing that would really cause a split, and they used to say for years, for during the 80s and the 90s, that the only thing that would cause a civil war in this country was uh, Roe v. Wade. And too many people are on the side of, of pro-Roe v. Wade or two-thirds of it. That, that didn't happen. The thing that would ever cause a um, civil war in this country, besides a lockdown, is the gun thing. Because if you try and take the guns away from the people who have the guns, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. they, they're not giving up the guns, mm -hmm. and that will lead to war. So um, Biden has a pretty neutral record on this. I think, I, I don't know what Kamala's history is on guns or whatever, but if ever a candidate came in or whatever, there was some legislation like, oh, we got our guy and now we're going to try to take people's guns, that's a war issue. Well, I think this election, therefore, is a issue that could lead to a civil war because Biden and Kamala Harris have both stated that they would take assault weapons. And they would go to war over that. I think you could, I, I think people wouldn't be willing to go to war over that because and they have the assault weapons. You know, there's a <laughs> lot of people in Australia that wish they had, they would have a way of defending themselves. Right. Yeah. Now. Um, not only that, but I think the discussion is going to be more about the vaccine coming up. And Trump has some interesting verbiage himself on the vaccine. I don't agree with Trump at all on the vaccine. What is, what is his verbiage on it? Well, the Operation Warp Speed. We're all going to have, he's going to make everybody take it? Well, that's, he's not, he's not saying it's going to be mandatory. He's pushing it through. That's one of the things I do like, but he is definitely touting it a lot. And to say Operation Warp Speed to me is, and vaccine in the same sentence. Well, I know. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> I, know. I, I think that's, what, there's, there's. You know? There's three mistakes that Trump made that I think he can get blamed for 
that never come up. They bring up the the I don't know what they they bring up the stupid things like oh he said it was a hoax or whatever, which he did. The three things that Trump can be blamed for he got he bought into the bullshit two and a half million people are gonna he bought into a bad model. He didn't fire Fauci, Burks, Adams when they clearly did not know what they're doing and they and they were out of their thing, and he was told nothing good will come out of this until we have a vaccine. And those were the three things that um, he never bought into well, you know, until he got it himself. Maybe a cure, maybe a um, some treatments, maybe um, herd immunity, maybe any of these other strategies that work. He got bluffed into, if I don't shut it down, two and a half million people are going to die. He believed that. Yeah. He stuck with that group too long, which I don't understand. Biden's like, I'm going to put Fauci in charge as soon as I get in office. Well, you're putting the same guy in charge who's in charge now that you don't like. I don't understand that. He didn't he didn't get so rid of them when him, he yeah. should have gotten rid of them. They they went all in and they were wrong. And he is whether he's in bed with the pharmaceutical companies or not, but Trump has been so the only answer is vaccine, which is not necessarily true. We might never have a vaccine. We might never have a good vaccine. So those are the three mistakes that Trump really made that never come up. Um, but you're right on that. That's like we're gonna we're gonna make everything okay with a rushed vaccine. Fuck that. I'm not taking that. Oh, I'm not taking it. I, I know <laughs> lots of people are not taking that thing, no matter what. They're not. So what does that do? Yeah. But I think Trump he has interesting language on the vaccine. He doesn't say anything about it being mandatory. I haven't seen that at all. He talks about therapeutics. He went through COVID now himself. He says yes, you know we have to be aware of it, but hey, it's not so bad. Try and ease your fears so we can move forward. He says, open the country. If he's saying open the country, he's obviously, that would be conflicting with you need a vaccine to open the country. So that doesn't, you know, it doesn't right. make sense. So that's what I like to see. That's what I'm about. I, and that's a big part of the reason I'm voting the way I'm voting. I, I don't think he's going to allow states to say, because the verbiage in a lot of these countries is you won't be able to board a flight unless you have the vaccine. Mm -hmm. You won't be able to renew your driver's license. You won't be able to go to school. You won't be able to go to a store, like possibly. Tyranny, right? Well, there's a, well tyranny. I know there's a point where, you know, we're still making the football coaches who have had the virus wear the mask. And I'm like, and they're coming up with like, no, well, you can get it again. No, you can't. That's lightning strikes twice yeah, stuff. You that's can't. like for show, I so, feel like. Right, it's for yeah. show. So making those people. So Trump's like, I'm cured. I don't have to worry about it. It's wonderful. People are going to start licking doorknobs to get it because once you get through that barrier... It seems awesome on the other side of the fence. It it's seems like the, so liberating. You know, I, they used to. Have, <laughs> I didn't realize this up until recently, but they used to have smallpox parties for kids. Oh, you can't well, even say that now. Chicken, chicken pox, or, not small or chicken pox. You can or, say that without somebody just telling you you're like crazy. Right. So yeah, if you're, if you're, the, one, yeah. I know some person last week who uh, who she lives in Nashville. She wanted to go to a uh, the Alabama Ole Miss football game. She's like. I need to get it and be better by that game. And she did that. She was like, I was a little, felt hungover for three days, mm -hmm. which I would have felt anyway. She was fine. And now she's living her best life. And so you either, you want that get out of jail free card, which a lot of it to travel to the countries and all that. So a lot of people now are like, well, I'm not going to take the vaccine, but if you guys all take it, then we'll get some of these restrictions gone. But it is getting to the point where if you're better off having it than not having it and you believe you're young and healthy, it's tough to lock that person down. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't think it's going to be good enough, though, because you have Bill Gates going on TV like twice, three times, four times a week saying we need to vaccinate every person on Earth. 
just about every person on earth. And it's yeah. just, it's over and over and over and over. Yeah. And now he's saying, not only that, but we need to vaccinate them a second time, a third time. I know. It's like the, they're pushing the flu shots earlier. So you have to get a second flu shot in what, February, what March? Is his obsession with vaccines, I don't ever. You're not a flu it. shotter, right? No, I've never got a flu shot. Plus, I hear no. it doesn't even really work. Yeah, they're like so, 30, 40 percent effective. I don't yeah. I don't want a flu shot. But that even this vaccine is only going to be so perspective. See, did we hear what happened? What's going on in Russia? Like they've had they have a vaccine. Yeah, Are they that, all right? How did that work out? Well, we didn't. Did, how come that isn't news either <laughs> is way? That, is this like race to the moon stuff where they're well, just they like, we, we got it. It's all over here. Well, I know. But we dismissed the vaccine because it was Russian. But they did get to the moon. Like they did get to space quick. Right. Like, but it's, it seems like they were but in this why contest. isn't that news either way? Like. If their vaccine works, we should hear about it. Like and nothing, if their vaccine doesn't work, we should hear about it. Nothing positive is going to make we the news here. We should know. You know, there's just people who <laughs> right? I feel like... Did somebody Google that? It's not... Yeah. I looked that up yesterday, like, Russia stats. You can't tell. You don't know if their vaccine works. Right. But you can't, you can't put anything positive on the news now. Like, if you put, okay, there might be a cure. This might work. The cases are low here. They're opening because of this reason. If there's anything positive, you have this group of people, which I there, yeah. say Well, we don't know left. if you can get it again. Well, yeah. we don't know the long-term effects. Yeah. Well, you might not be fine. You, yes. There's so many things. The amount of people rooting for Trump yeah. to die was r ridiculous. Oh, my and God. then once he got better, mm -hmm. it's like, well, he couldn't have possibly yeah. had it. That the, the actual scenario was totally. he got it. The McDonald's in his body fought it off, whatever it is, and and he was just fine. You know, 34 people got it in the White House. You heard what a horrible super spreader event it was. All 34 are fine. Yeah. That should yep. be news. And so when he said, like, don't be scared of it, he should have said, don't be scared of it now. So I'm sorry about your, um, you know, grandparents six months ago when we didn't have the cure, we didn't know, and we were shoving a ventilator down everybody's throat, yeah. and they were all dying right now. But he said, like, we are in a place where you could, you're going to probably be okay now. And he, instead he was a little dismissive of it was, it's nothing like, again, he, he says the wrong things. Yes. It can come off as insensitive, <laughs> certainly. But yes. I think most people are much more scared of losing another six months of their life. You know, having their kid in a school where there's plexiglass and they're wearing a mask all day losing their business, taking some weird Bill Gates vaccine. I think people are much more scared of that. So I agree. But the people who are who are, you know, running the media or doing a lot of this either have jobs that they're not going to lose or they have the resources to homeschool their kids or whatever. And yep. they're drowning out the people who are like, I'm going to lose my I business. I almost feel like you shouldn't get a vote, an opinion on it if you are working. Yeah, like it yeah. should it should be none of your business. I know if you're, working. We should have school for those people. But yeah, then, if you don't have a kid that's in school, you, know, you don't get an opinion on it. The unions have a huge say in schools going back, and when they're like, "Well, we'll open up schools again, but you have to, you know, give defund the police," then I'm like, "Well, what are you doing? Isn't here? that crazy? You're yeah. taking kids' education and combining it with coronavirus and combining it with political agenda, and that's a real thing. People oh, think I make that up all yeah. the time. Absolutely, that happened in LA. It happened in New York, where this the, the school unions were like. We'll open. Here's our list of demands, and they have nothing to do with safety, which is just crazy. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know. And as a parent, I don't understand why. And my kid is absolutely going to. I don't have a kid. This is my mythical kid. My, <laughs> my theoretical kid would absolutely get sick off of wearing his filthy mask all day long and yeah. blowing his nose on it. And yeah. like that is the worst thing for these children to be wearing dirty masks. I think, right? Oh, mom. I th 
I think, yeah, yeah you, you would know better. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it is. And I think as a kid, you're supposed to get germs and get dirty. But I think right. the the biggest thing that hurts me is, you know, I have a, a son that's special needs. Um, he can't wear a mask. Uh, you know, and a lot of kids um, can't wear masks if they're, if they're in the uh, special education program. And it's like, what are going to happen to these kids when they're the only kid in school not wearing a mask? That They're going to get bullied. Yeah, I know. It's going to be really bad. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I asked somebody today who's 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 a doctor, but she's also very um, her science has been skewed by her hatred of Trump. Okay, so I said, happens. When will it be okay to not wear the masks? When is that? Mm-hmm. What is that date? What you say? And she's like, Well, there's when there's when this is over. I go, well, what does that mean? She's like, well, when we have this under control. Well, what's your standard mm-hmm. of that? And the more you ask them, I go, when? And she can't even say when we have a vaccine. As a scientist, she knows that's not true. The virus is never going to go away like anything else. That's not true. They don't have an end game on this because the only end game they really have is once he's out of office, I will listen to possibilities that yeah. this is over. That they can't, they can't even, scientist or not, conceive of a scenario where this is over until he's gone and that's so dangerous that you're willing to hurt your children with it now a second year of school because you don't like republicans like that doesn't make sense to me so this this is a doctor she's a doctor and she's and and she's very anti-trump very okay so she's like i go just give me your milestone of what we can reach for us to open or us to go back to normal does she believe in mass yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Mask till till that day. So I go. When is that day that we can take the masks off? Can you give me an answer? There's no answer on that because the real answer is once Trump's gone, I will think about an answer. So essentially, she's admitting <laughs> that she has TDS because yeah, she absolutely she's has not it. thinking. She's not even willing to think rationally until Trump is she out. She won't even. She won't even entertain the question. I won't even entertain the question of mm-hmm. when. I go. If you just told people what is the bar we have to reach because the old days. Back when we were young kids, it was don't overwhelm the hospitals. Okay, we never came close to overwhelming no. any hospitals. The old days other, of back in March. Yeah, other than <laughs> the a, old other, days of March. Right, yep. other than a handful of places in New York that were shitty fucking hospitals in the first place because they were badly run locally. Yeah, we didn't overrun any hospitals. So then that was that wasn't good enough, and then they kept kicking the can down the road until it's like, you know that we have to get beyond Trump to even have an answer to that. But meanwhile, every single day, a business is going out of business or a child is getting hurt or somebody's skipping a cancer test or yeah. you know, all these other things that nobody, no scientist will even listen to because they only care about Trump. Yeah, and that's a thing with the left too is, you know, they say we're, you know, the party of compassion and you try to lay out all of that in front of them, you know, that there are suicide is on the rise and there's depression and yeah. these kids aren't in school and people are losing their jobs and their savings and, and they have fat. no compassion for that. The fat people are at the worst risk yes. for getting COVID and everybody's staying home and gaining 15 pounds, and, or at least I am. You know, if you try to have compassion 360, you know, for everything, you're actually called selfish and dangerous. You can only have compassion for the people who are sick with COVID. Right. That's it. Which I do not understand. So there was a time though... And maybe it's because more places are open, but there was a time when people were were protesting and rising up to open it up. I need my fucking business. For some reason, in a lot of states that are still closed down, California for one, I would be going nuts if my business was shut down. Or if you told me my yeah. business was not essential, your the, business isn't essential. And you can shut that's down. Us. You can go out of business. Joe's a DJ. You yeah, know, I know. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Why we're not warring, or why those people are not louder now uh, well because they're in t- 
Texas and Montana now. They moved. Oh, they just—they already moved. I—I I think there's a mass <laughs> exodus from California. Honestly, yeah, I agree I really with that. Do. But a lot of people can't afford to just pack up and move. Maybe they can. Well, Maybe they all left. I don't know. I think you're—you get shut a down. Lot a lot of people after though. Katrina took yeah. their FEMA check and they moved. Mm-hmm. They moved to Texas. A lot of the Louisiana population. So maybe they're like, you know what? I don't care what's happening in California. I'm, this is this fucking sucks, and I'm out of here anyway. That could be it. I think the governor Newsom, for example, he he finds right where the 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 choke point is on this stuff. Not pushing you too far, pushing you just enough. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So if you have a business like a restaurant or whatever, and it's you know the thing with Pelosi was a perfect example. It was you know here she is in a salon getting her hair done while the whole rest of San Francisco is closed down. What happens after that comes out? Oh, let's open up those salons now. They'd know right... See, I get criticized because I don't have a problem with that because I think Pelosi's hot for an 80-year-old. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I do. I think she's a hot 80-year-old. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and so I'm like, she's looking good with her hair and whatever it is she's I doing. Yes. <laughs> but you're right on that. He's... That is a skilled politician that he's able to just make ridiculous decision after ridiculous decision and the most populous state in the country is still locked down but the most people are just going along with it. Well, the most crazy thing that I saw this week was he's now advising that you should wear a mask in between bites of food. Did you see this? I saw that. Did you see this? Well, but that got to where, I mean, he made so many weird decisions. He made the, if you're gonna be incarcerated, you get to declare which sex you are and where you wanted to go to jail. So for listeners out there, I I identify as a woman. So send me in with the, with the women prison if if something that's happens. That's just nuts. That's nuts. That's... And he's made and 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 California now is going to explore slave reparations, even though they weren't even a state then. He he just one after another. He just comes like the two people who are really doing the worst job are Cuomo and are are uh, Cuomo still released the book. Like the book came out today. That he wrote the book about COVID and what a good job he did. Case are on the rise. They might close down and go like. But New York had the most insane. cases and most deaths of any I states. Know. And, and then Fauci says he's the best at handling it. I, I, and then I Biden know. says, you know what? I, I possibly want this guy as my attorney general. You know, you Fa- see that? Fauci no. got mad at the at the yes. Trump campaign for, and he said, I never get involved in politics. But there's these like love letters that he sent to Hillary Clinton. He's like, watching you speak makes me cry, and I'm so moved by you. And, oh, we're gonna go WikiLeaks, uh, are no, we? Well, I mean, that's, we're go, <laughs> they're open about that because he's a he's a bureaucrat who's wanted to keep in the job. A- Anthony Fauci, for the last 42 years, has been the highest paid government official in the entire federal government. He makes $450,000 a year. He makes more than the president. He wants to keep that job. Yeah. And that job is unfireable. It's almost impossible to fire him. Even the president can't fire him out of the job that he's in. It just doesn't work that way. So he loves the stuff that he's doing. And, you know, he's had a nice career. I appreciate it. He's gotten every possible thing wrong on COVID. I don't know why that doesn't come up more. Everything he makes gets excused with, well, we didn't know then, and he didn't know then. Well, his job was to know then. Yeah, but I mean, people just think that Fauci is, is, speaks anti-Trump. The, the, the language of science, and science is God. But so. he doesn't speak, a lot of scientists speak a language different from Fauci. Oh, yeah. a, a lot of countries have a Fauci that, like, I don't agree with him at all. Mm-hmm. They don't. And so when we're people are like, that's the only scientist I'll listen to, somebody who hasn't actually practiced science in over 40 years. He's really just been a... Yeah. Uh, uh, fundraiser and a mouthpiece and a bureaucrat in the government yeah. thing. He, he hasn't, he's well, not, he's not there with the beakers. You've brought up a lot of really good points. You made a phenomenal video that got how many shares? It was like a thousand shares. Okay, it was like a thousand shares. <coughs> and you, he, you know, made a collaboration of all the different clips of different scientists and doctors, you know, coming forward and 
you know, saying like, hey, maybe COVID isn't as dangerous or maybe this is a, a, a cure for it. You know, some, uh, it was a really positive video. It could give a lot of people hope if they want to pay attention to it. But people just on the, the uh, left it, shut it down. It, it, and, well, and this is a good they, point. Do, they banned it. It, it got banned. It, it got did. Banned. crazy yes. how much time on political junkies we talk about COVID because that's how political COVID is. Mm -hmm. And and it's really like a big political issue. Like there's no getting around it. You can't say like, well, you're making it political. It is political. That's crazy. And aunt. when you're keeping yeah. kids out of school, like if I were a parent, I can't. And it's about 50-50, right? That half want it and half don't go back to school. I feel like now more people actually, they want their kids in school. Because yeah. all yeah. the places where the school is open yeah. or anywhere around the world have a real problem. And private schools That's are open. That's a real thing. That's your proof, you know? Yeah, yes. the proof is like that happened. Like schools have been open all over the world with no problem. People always yep. like Florida's stupid. Florida's stupid. Tell me when a decision Florida has made has not worked out right. Well, I, posted, I posted a clip, a news story from Sweden where they go into the school, and it's like nothing ever happened. I, I know. They, now, no. one caveat on the Sweden thing, and we are not nearly as healthy as Sweden as a people. Mm. So just because it worked in Sweden, it might not work here. I, I'll grant you that. But when if you want to look at the, well, let's look at all of the countries in the world that have sent their kids back to school or the states in America who have sent their kids back to school. We're talking about tens of millions with no cases. And somebody will be like, no, look, there was that woman in South Carolina. Like, they'll grab the, yeah, the outlier one. and make it the norm. And right. that's the problem. That's what happens with everything now, though. It's with everything now. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh, no, some guy in Nevada got it again. Mm -hmm. That means we can all get it twice, so there's right. no protection. Like, that is so nuts. That's like saying... How, yeah, how will you move forward in that paradigm? You can't. That's why I'm like, well, then tell me the answer. Mm -hmm. You want to give me the answer of how? That's why. I, that's the answer I want out of Biden. Don't tell me like we're gonna we're gonna get PPE, which you didn't get in the first place, or we're gonna lock it down, and we're gonna do all this. Tell me how we get out of this, mm -hmm. because if you're saying that answer is a vaccine, two thirds of the people are never taking a vaccine, and if you if you want to dismiss the fact that a lot of us have pre-existing immunity and the T-cells and all that kind of stuff, which a lot of real scientists believe. Mm. you got to tell me why you're dismissing that, that that's not true. And you have to give me give the country an end game. Yeah. What is it? We're going to yes. contract trace mm -hmm. Americans to death? We're not doing that. That's never happening here. Talk about where your civil war is coming from. You, oh, you want to see my phone? No. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Well, Fauci, you know, he just did a video this week where he just, he said even the vaccine. In a video this week, an interview, he said, if, even if we have the vaccine, this is not coming to an end. Right. He said, the masks are here to stay. Yeah. From this point really? forward. The masks are yeah, here life, to stay. Life in general. Okay. <laughs> the masks are here to stay, and the social distancing is here to stay. He said, we can start talking about possibly getting back to a new level of normal, mm -hmm. the new normal, but a new level of kind of where we were at, but it'll never be the same is what he's saying. And he says 2021, the end of 2021. So this is this if is the message that he's right, sending. If that's the case, there's going to be a have-have-nots where the people who have had the virus are going to be leading a much better life. Nobody's going to wear the mask because everybody's yeah. going to want to get it. Yeah, it's going to be crazy how divided we will be by states where I think you have states like Florida and Texas and Georgia <laughs> who are just living as normal. And then you're going to have the states like California, Nevada, Washington, Oregon that are basically Living stuck in turn back turn in this, you know, yeah. tell I know. And a lot of people don't understand, like, if you don't like the way that um, the state's rights exist, you're going to have to blame Alexander Hamilton. 
versus Trump. You know, like, people don't really understand the way our country is yeah. set up. Like, there's no national mask mandate. People's like, no, the seatbelts. There's no national seatbelt law. It's a state by state thing. Nebraska, uh, New Hampshire has no seatbelt law. But this is part of the beauty of our country, right? Yeah. You can't just have somebody dictate to all these people. You you decide on an individual basis in a localized area. Uh, I think it was uh, Nelson Rockefeller used to say back in the day that there um, there is no Republican Party. There are. 50 state Republican parties. Mm -hmm. He used to say that because he understood that it was really local, it was really state. That has only changed in like the last, people would pay attention to their mayor and their county executives and their governor and they would get involved in the national politics every four years. Yeah, That's the way it was. Now everybody thinks national politics need to control my life, tell me what to do, save me, Yeah, be my healthcare provider, which we're not set up that way. And then, oh, locally, my my governor, my governor just needs to listen to whoever our supreme leader is. Like that's insane. Why did that happen? Mm, I don't know why it happened that way. I think it's the control, the <laughs> consolidation of information, consolidation, globalization of everything. Um, you know, when you were growing up thirty years ago, your information came from the newspaper. Your you would talk to your friends more. We didn't have an iPhone that plugged in and you know, told us what to think every single day. We didn't have Netflix mm -hmm. telling every single person what to think every, you know, every day. Mm -hmm. Everything's become centralized, I think, and it continues to go that way. Um, as far as the states versus um, the country, one of the things that I've seen that's interesting is I have DJ friends that live in some of these areas like New York City that are moving from New York City to areas where they can work. Mm -hmm. And the areas where they can work are Republican areas. Right. But they're still rabid anti-Trump. And they don't understand the hypocrisy of that. Because, mm -hmm. you know, months ago they're talking about... Oh, so they'll go for the work. That they're going to for economic opportunities. The yeah. economic And they talk about taxes. You know, oh, there's no taxes in Florida. There's no yeah. taxes here. It's just so ironic. And then I know they're still going to vote against Trump. Well, the limousine liberals. Well, you know? I think if you're it voting Democrat now, especially if you're out of a job, you're voting against your own best interest. And yes, you've no, said they that want before. the federal government to take care of your best interest. I think yeah. that that started when the conversation. You know, now that I think about it, when the conversation about health care reform started, because we didn't talk about this for a long, long time. Like we didn't talk about this till I think Hillary brought it up back when her husband was president. She tried to redo it. That. Starting back in World War II, where the companies took over your health care, which is nuts to begin with, but that's a different podcast. People just sort of went about it. It wasn't a day-to-day -day thing. But then it was like, the government needs to take care of us. The federal government needs to provide this, this, and this. That a lot of that turned back to you know traditional old-school liberalism, where it was like, the government needs to save me. So it's now, I don't care what my, gover my governor does locally. I need Trump, Biden, who whatever to save me, to tell me how I should operate, to tell me how I'm going to be healthy, to tell me, like, yeah. go to the fucking and, gym or go yeah. walk. Isn't you know? the whole point of America was founded on free will? Like, yeah. we, yes. I know. we left England to, to come here to... I get this, and, and now, now we want a king to tell us what to do. It doesn't make any sense to me, no matter what side of it you're on. Like, it, it's nuts the way... You want somebody else to be responsible for the thing that you should be responsible for, which is your yeah. your yes. personal health, yes. your freedom, your family, your school district. Mm -hmm. The federal government has absolutely nothing to do with your local school district. They never has. The Department yeah. of Education has nothing to do with that. 
like talking about like I want to see how the election turns out before we can send our kids back to school. They're not related issues. No, no. Joe Biden cannot no. open your school. He cannot close your school. No, Neither you should just Donald know Trump. where you want to go with that, right? Yeah. You it, don't need this election to decide for you. No. So I don't know what you're <laughs> waiting on for that. I, I don't understand how people don't understand that 99% of their lives, other than fix the national highways and our and our military, is your mayor, your county executives, your school board moving up to maybe your governor mm -hmm. and the federal government doesn't have that big role in it but the way like we want to bring uh schumer pelosi you know uh, mitch trump biden to be this overpowering thing that really they don't have any power yeah. over our face right. should okay. never be in the hands of our government and and um, what we've learned about trump is a lot of it is mostly ceremonial like he just doesn't have that much power he is a little bit sort of like the yeah. king executive orders are powerless that's a mm -hmm. new thing like they don't have any value like we're just not set up that way yeah yeah even when he issued that executive order for the unemployment yeah. supplement unemployment yeah. you know he's, we're like great this is awesome and then the, all the rest of the states some of them were like well we're not gonna do that yeah it's a suggestion and it lasted for like three weeks <laughs> it's all a suggestion <laughs> yeah. that's what people understand if trump said tomorrow everybody has to wear masks and all the business has to close, it's just not going to happen yeah because yep. it they don't have that power. Right. And the courts will not uh, hold up. Uh, all right. This was fun. I like this. But final thought, piece of advice to the world or a conspiracy theory that you believe in that you're trying to push that's not getting enough play. Any of those three things. Those are your choice. Uh, I don't think Bill Gates has our best interests in heart. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Bill Bill Gates is a, sa a Satanist. I think he's evil. Oh, you do? Because yeah, that, he doesn't want the money. He wants the control. Well, what does he want? Bill Bill Gates, I mean, he, he. where did he go from this shrewd businessman mm -hmm. to all of a sudden the global health chief? And why? Does he get points for giving away all his money? Well, or is he going to make I more? That's, that's the common response to that. Yeah. I don't believe that. I don't believe He's going to make more on the back I, end. I don't trust Bill Gates. Yeah, I know. He seems like a nice guy, but back in the day, he was the most biggest bastard ever. You forget right. that the government fought Bill Gates for yes. 30 years. Absolutely. It was yeah. antitrust lawsuits and all that in the 90s. Yeah. Good. Well, this is fun. You were good. And my, my advice is just, you know, try and think for yourself more. Try and mm -hmm. try and you were talking about in the last podcast I overheard you use a lot of sources of information. That's that's yeah. The biggest thing that I've done differently over the last five, ten years is I, I go to MSNBC. What are they saying? I go to Fox News. What yep. are they saying? What is this like random ass conspiracy site saying? You know what I mean? Yep. I, absorb your you know, surround yourself with all these different uh, information and then try and make the best decision. Don't just look at your Apple News for five minutes. Yeah. Like, well, I okay, that's which is, that. Which has been hand-selected you know I mean? for you. And even the headlines are written for you. That's true. Do your own homework, but go to a lot of different libraries to yeah. do it. Good. Uh, last thoughts? Um, I think uh, I really hope that after this year, whether it's 2020 or it's in 2021, that everyone comes out a little bit more humbled from the whole experience. Um, before the pandemic, I think we were all moving a million miles an hour. I think that people were getting really greedy with stuff. Um, we both work in nightlife industry. And I think like just for talent, the prices of some of these acts were people were wanting three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars for a DJ to come in. It wasn't making sense financially. Right. People are just giving out salaries to people. Um, there was a, a lot of um, ego involved. And, you know, now we've seen some of the top people, you know, get furloughed, lose their jobs. Uh, you know, rates are dropping. And, and I hope that 
everyone is humbled by the experience and that when as soon as we don't go back to open up doors everyone just jumps right back to where we left off at <laughs> yeah i don't <laughs> like, think we will i hope this I didn't wasn't for nothing <laughs> i know not a chance so. got to figure out how to do it yeah a reset the the six months of lockdown absolutely was not a reset that was not the way to do it. we have to figure it out uh thanks you guys this was great as far as us as always like share subscribe and please review this show it means a lot in the uh podcasting ecosystem and we will see you next time on political junkies thank you